Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now you see, the Ten Commandments were written by the finger of God on a table of stone. But the New Commandment is written by the finger of God. You understand when the Bible talks about the finger of God, it's talking about the Holy Ghost all through the Old Testament. And it's the, this New Commandments are written in here, in our spirits. Amen. That's exactly what he said. Now, how is it written in our spirits? Well, go to Romans 5, 5, and it'll tell you. The love of God. The love of God. What kind of love? love of Human love? No, we already had that. What kind of love? The love of God. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. This week, we continue the Timeless Teaching Series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, the way to victory. This will be a great day of powerful teaching. Stay tuned. Plus, later in today's program, I'll give you details on how you can obtain this month's special offer. Now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. You could open your Bibles again to the 13th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Here we read from the 34th and 35th verses that Jesus said a new commandment. Everybody say new commandment. A new commandment I give unto you. What is this new commandment? That you love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. How are they going to know that you're his disciples? Jesus said, this is the way, if you have love one to another. And so the new law, this law of love, was to take the place of the old law, or the old Ten Commandments. You see, Jesus fulfilled the old covenant And he established a new covenant in his blood. And there is no need for the Ten Commandments now for us who are in Christ. Because we have noticed from the 13th chapter of Romans that if we walk in love, we have fulfilled the law. You see, immediately when you say that, because folks have been so religiously brainwashed until they miss what the Bible is saying. When you say that, they say, well, you mean we don't have to keep the Ten Commandments? Well, if you walk in love, you're not going to break any commandment that was ever given to curb sin. If I love you, I'm not going to bear false witness against you, Emma. If I love you, I'm not going to steal from you, Emma. The Bible said, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And so we don't have to fool with a bunch of commandments. Just take the new one that he gave us, bless God, and abide in it, and walk in it. Now, both Ezekiel and Jeremiah prophesied concerning the new covenant. The writer of the book of Hebrews refers to those prophecies. And in those prophecies... For instance, in the 8th chapter of Hebrews, where it said uh, concerning Jesus, let's just start with the 6th verse and read. But now hath he, talking about Jesus, obtained a more excellent ministry, 
Now, Jesus, in other words, when he talks about a more excellent ministry, you'll find out that previous in this chapter, he was talking about Moses, and he was talking about the priesthood and all of that. But Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry by how much more also he is the mediator of a better covenant. I want you to hold that in your mind now, better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant, talking about the old covenant or the Old Testament, had been faultless, then no place should have been found for the second covenant, talking about the new covenant or the New Testament. For finding fault with them, he saith, that is God said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. That's the New Testament that we're walking in the light of. With the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not according to the covenants that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant. See, this is the new covenant. The New Testament is the new covenant. This is the new covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind. Now, uh, by the word put in my King James translation, Cambridge Bible, King James translation, there's a little number one. And I look over in the margin and find number one and it says GR, Greek. And it says, instead of saying, I will put my laws, I will give. The Greek said, I will give my laws into their mind. You see, he gave us this New Testament. We can read it. Blessed be God, we just got through reading it. Amen? And he's given us his new covenant in our mind. Now then, secondly, if that's as far as he went, it wouldn't have been enough. But I'll write them in their heart. Now, you see, the Ten Commandments were written by the finger of God on a table of stone. But the new commandment is written by the finger of God. You understand when the Bible talks about the finger of God, it's talking about the Holy Ghost all through the Old Testament. And that this new commandments are written in here, in our spirits. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what he said. Now, how is it written in our spirits? Well, go to Romans 5, 5, and it'll tell you the love of God. The love of God. What kind of love? Human love? No, we already had that. What kind of love? The love of God. You see, the Bible said God is love. So then the kind of love that God is, or putting it another way, the God kind of love is shed abroad in our hearts. Now, when he said hearts here, actually he's referring to our spirits, the inward man down in here. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's how he wrote it in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And so really, if you'd learn to listen to your heart, you know on the inside of you what you ought to do. But you see, we weren't taught to listen to our hearts. We got our heads all cluttered up with religious teaching instead of getting our minds renewed with the Word of God. Amen? And so then, one can readily see that the, that law is written in our hearts. It's in there. Praise God. Now, let's look at some more scripture real quickly here. For instance, let's look into the book of Galatians. 
Galatians chapter 5. And notice this. Paul is writing here to the churches of Galatia. Now, these were Gentile churches. This letter was not written just to one church, but it was written to be read by the churches throughout Galatia, if you'll read the first chapter. Notice in this fifth chapter, and in the 14th verse, he said, for all the law, everybody say all the law, law. is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, if I love my neighbor, then I've fulfilled all of the law. Amen? I don't have to worry about any other word or commandment. Are you listening to me? But you see, people fight small wars over this and that and the other. When it's so simple, they stumble over the simplicity of it and miss the whole thing. Now then, let's skip down to the 22nd verse and notice what he said. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, uh, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Hallelujah. Now, uh, the translators of the King James, in translating this, that 22nd verse, they, they capitalized the letter S there, which would lead you to believe that that refers to the Holy Spirit. But as W. E. Vine points out in his Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words, there is only one Greek word for spirit, and that is pneuma. And uh, you, you, you have to tell, it's difficult to tell sometimes whether he's talking about the Holy Spirit or the human spirit if he just uses the word spirit because the same word is used. If he says Holy Spirit then we understand Holy Spirit. But it's quite obvious and I'll prove it to you, it's quite obvious that he's not talking about the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about the human spirit. Now the very first fruit that shows up in the recreated, and while I'm talking, you turn to the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, and we'll prove it to you. The very first fruit that shows up in the recreated, born again, child of God, our human spirit, is love. That's the very first fruit. Now, Jesus said in the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, let's start with the very first verse, I am the vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Now where does the fruit grow? Here's a tree. Where does the fruit grow? It grows out there on the branch, doesn't it? It grows out there on the branch because of the life that comes up out of the trunk, the vine, so to speak, of that tree. And uh, you see, because of the life of Christ within. Hallelujah. The fruit grows on the branch. Amen? Amen. This is the fruit, the very first fruit that shows up or that grows in the born again human spirit. Now, let's take another scripture to prove that. 
Turn to 1 John. 1 John, 1st epistle of John, the third chapter. And again, the very 14th verse. We know that we have passed from death unto life. That means we've passed from spiritual death unto eternal life. That means we've been born again. we become children of God. How do we know it? Because we love the brethren. I said that's the very first fruit that shows up, isn't it? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory, and the three-CD series, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan. Both can be yours today for just $24.95. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We're going to have uh, several crusades, and we want you to come and be a part of us. We want to meet you. Now, first of all, we're having Winter Bible Seminar and Worldwide Rhema Homecoming That's here. Right. February 16th through the 21st. Hey, come on and be with us. But in March, we're going to be in North Miami Beach, Florida. And I want you to come out and come and see us and, and, and say hi. I, always, yes. I don't run after I get through speaking at night. I stay right around the front to talk to you. After she gets through speaking in the morning time, she stays around the front to talk. Then in April, we're going to be in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, I haven't been in that part of the country in several years That's now. Right. So I want all of my friends from that area to come out, and we're just going to have a good time serving the Lord That's together. Right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, the Way to Victory. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.